The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I am someone who travels a lot. And I'm constantly trying to be healthy when I travel, but it is a struggle. (laughs) But leave it to the Westin Hotels to fix this issue. Okay, you guys, first of all, they have over 200 destinations around the world and they're committed to all things wellness. So what they've done is they've made travel an opportunity to actually enhance your well-being. They have like this whole situation that's dedicated to move, eat, and sleep well. They even have a Westin workout fitness studio. It's equipped with state-of-the-art equipment and you can customize your workouts while on the go. They have like Bala products that you can borrow during your stay. They really thought of everything. You can do your own thing in your guest room with workout and recovery gear. It's all available on On Demand through Weston's gear lending program. You should know they also have Eat Well. They have Weston chefs and craft design dishes to keep your well-being in mind. So they've really zoned in on portion control. They think about nutritional balance. They're just committed to helping you eat healthy, nourishing meals. And lastly, they have Sleep Well. This is all about recharging your body and mind with a restorative sleep. Weston's even has a renowned heavenly bed. So they really thought of all the things health and wellness-wise at Weston Hotels. There's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well. So you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Weston. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Uh I really believed so much in eyebrows because every client will come after I fix my own eyebrow and they will say, wow, you look different, you look rested. And I start doing their eyebrows and I could see the difference. And to make the story short, the owner didn't believe in it and I decided to open my own business. Uh, I rented a room in a salon in Beverly Hills. My husband still didn't have a job, so it was... (laughs) Kind of crazy. I really believed in, and I thought, you know, that's why I came to America. We, we have to do crazy things. We have to take myself out of the comfort zone. You know, I wanted to do more. I constantly, I wanted to do more. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. Today, we're sitting down with Anastasia Soray, the founder of the legendary makeup brand, Anastasia Beverly Hills. We had an incredible time talking to Anastasia. And for those that are just listening, you may also want to check out the YouTube. There's some stuff that we did on this episode that's, I guess, a little BTS where she actually started doing my eyebrows and Lauren's and just just some wild stuff that was going on. Uh, Many of you guys that have been longtime listeners may not also realize that we have been producing full-length and clips all over our YouTube channel. You just search The Skinny Confidential on YouTube. We have all of these episodes now, current episodes full length, and we have all sorts of different clips. So check it out anyway. Subscribe and comment there. We're starting to be really active. What I love about this episode with Anastasia is we go into so many different areas. We talk about what it was like growing up in Romania and fleeing communism. She has an incredible story. We talk about how she learned to be resourceful and how you can too. We talk about the beauty industry, how she got started. We talk about grit and perseverance. We talk about how Anastasia Beverly Hills was born. And I know this was, you know, on the surface, a beauty focused episode, but we have so much in here for how to persevere, how to be better, how to grow a business, advice for new business owners, advice for people that are going through struggle. This episode is just jam packed. With that, Anastasia, welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. 
25 years you've had your store. It's pretty incredible. I was reading this stat about how many businesses fail and in, in, in how short of years it, it, to make it 25 years, you are breathing rare air. So congratulations. To start, I think we were talking off air about the best way to go about this. I really think, I mean, we can talk all about the business, but I think your story is so incredible. We have a lot of young listeners that are thinking about what they want to do in life, thinking about what businesses they want to start, what careers they want to go into. But to start with you, I want to go way back to Romania and how you grew up and and, and talk about that a little bit. I grew up in Romania. Uh, my, my family emigrated from Macedonia. They decided to come to Romania and you know, open businesses and everything was around 1939. By the 60s, before the start of the communist regime, everybody in the family was, you know, they had businesses, they, they were flourishing, they built homes. During the, the communist regime, the, the, they start taking away everything from them by the 70s, I think, situation became very difficult. Despite living in a communist regime, I had an incredible family. My grandfather was such, a, such an incredible person that inspired me so much. He built so many homes along the way, and he had to move his whole family. He had seven kids. By the time he had the fifth kid, he went in wars, World War II, and he came back. My grandmother took care of the kids. So I'm t- I come from a, a family with a lot of strength, a lot of resilience. And as a kid, I, I watched them. I saw how everything happened. So we were immigrants in Romania. I was born there, but my parents and grandparents were immigrants in Romania. Where did they come from? Albania, Albania okay. Macedonia. Macedonia was divided sure. in, but in from Albania. What I saw them, you know, being this amazing family. My grandmother took care of the kids. My grandfather and all my uncles built an incredible businesses and and was a thriving family. And school was amazing when I grew up. I had incredible teachers. We didn't have computers. We didn't have, we, we read all the time. Probably half of my time I will spend in a library reading books and the teachers were incredible. So you had a desire to learn and to go to school and to know more because we, are, we were so secluded because of the communist regime. We couldn't go anywhere. We didn't have anything to watch on TV. So... Just books were everything for us. And, and what school. year did in your life did the communist regime kind of take over? How old were you? Oh, even before I, I was born. Okay, so they so so your family immigrates there, and then and when and you say they started taking things away from your grandfather, like what does yeah, that look like? Slowly, like they will one day, like their last home that was a very big house, which was the president at that time said. He drove one day and it's like, I want to build huge um, buildings here with apartments. And we're not paying you for them? Or did they? They gave you like $90,000. Like you will have a home, 20 room home, and they will give you $90 and they will put you in a two bedroom apartment at four floor with no uh, elevator. So, and we couldn't do anything about it. 
I imagine your grandfather was extremely stressed because you just you think you have all these assets, and then one day they just like, we're going to take that one, we're going to take that one. You can't. Yes, do anything. not only homes, but even lands, even. The, the story is way bigger that we don't have enough time to tell you how difficult it was and how, but, but he was still strong enough to move on. He never looked back. He like, okay, let's see what we're going to do and how we could make our life better. It, it was a lesson. <laughs> no, I don't think people realize, especially coming from this country and being born here, what that, they can't even imagine what that would look like. You don't have those kind of issues here. Right? Yes, you don't. When you were a little girl, did you know what was going on kind of or no? What was going on around? Yeah, could you understand that there was a stress? Of course. Yeah. Of course you were. I mean, not when I was little, when I grew up a little bit, because it all started gradually. Early 70s, the situation became worse. We didn't have food in the department store, I mean, in the markets. People couldn't buy, I mean, there were lines to buy bread or milk, milk for kids. Everything was on the black market if you want to buy something. It was worse and worse. Every year was something else taking away from you to the point that we didn't have electricity after six o'clock because he wanted to save money for the country or whatever the was in there were bigger issues to discuss about what he wanted to do. But it affected everybody in the country. There were 22 million people. By 6 o'clock, you didn't have electricity. If you don't have electricity, you don't have heat in the winter. So it, it was rough. Yikes, yeah. <laughs> so was it your father, your mother, your grandfather? Who decides to try to make a change? Like what, what, what's the plan that takes place in order to, to improve your circumstances? Well... <laughs> Everything was how you could serve. It was a community of Macedonian that they they were able to to get stuff on the black market because you 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 had to survive. You had to give food to the kids. You had to like they will take your electricity. We build fireplaces with wood and we'll bring the food the wood and we had our own um, heating system, but work with the oil. But you needed electricity. But we build fireplaces in every single room to to use it when we didn't have the electricity. So the, the, there were issues that you constantly try to find a solution to the problem. I always tell my husband that the most important lesson I want to teach my daughter is how to be resourceful. And it sounds like you, you had to. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like you had the childhood of resourcefulness. Yes, you had to to be resourceful. The parents, the grandparents, the people, this is how they live in Romania. You had to come with the solution. So what ended up happening? I decide to leave Romania in um, 1987. My husband was ship captain, and we talked. We decided he will defect the ship in Italy to ask political asylum. And he came to United States in 1987, uh, sorry. What does that mean when you ask political asylum? Explain. You go to the American embassy and you say, hey, I'm, um, I'm asking for political asylum because I live in a communist regime. And what are the dangers of doing that? Like if they find out you're defecting from a ship, what are the dangers there? Well, you make sure that they don't find out. <laughs> sure, but, I, but if, they, if they Oh, do, they will put you in jail in Romania. Yeah. Wow. So this is a scary thing that you both have to go through. Did you? And, and when you started planning that, what does that look like? 
he obviously he came here. He defected the the he had the chance to go to the American embassy, but was difficult for me because I was in Romania. They couldn't find him. Obviously, he came here in Los Angeles. I had to show up to the police station. Oh, so he went for first. interview. Yes, he came here because he was on a ship captain. I couldn't get out. But did you guys have a plan to meet up at some point or was it just... Yeah, but of course we had the, a plan. He, We thought that he's going to come here, ask for political asylum. He will get immediately, I mean, the green card, and then he will file paper for me to, to, come. to come. I got immediately the paper from the American embassy, but Romanians will not give me the passport to leave the country. So it took me three years. Wow. To... Um, I waited three years, and I can't tell you how many times I had to go to the police station, and I would be interrogated. It's like, okay, your husband left. Did you know? Did you you knew? Did you talk? Like, no, I didn't. I didn't know. Well, then you should divorce him. So what happens when you leave? Can they do anything when you leave? When I leave? To uh, America. No, they couldn't do it. Trust me, it took me three years to get the passport to come to America but was the most difficult time to be able to to manage those three years there because you will be asked to go to the police station at 9 o'clock in the morning. You never knew if you get out or they will keep you there in prison for, I don't know, for no reason, and nobody will know what happened. But they never kept you there. They let you go no, every they, time. Yes, every time. So when you came to America, was it a pleasant surprise? That's so, so interesting. I never talk about this. I have never talked about it. Really? You're in perfect place. <laughs> really? Yeah. I well, mean, this is, I feel like this is, has so much to do with what you've built. Yes, for sure. For sure. But when we talk all the time, we had a young, we were just talking to a really young person on the show and we were talking about resourcefulness mm -hmm. and talking yes. about perceived hardships and what people think are hardships compared to yeah. what other people go through. Yes. And I think it's important for people to hear stories like this because I think sometimes in this country in particular, people take what we have here for granted sometimes. And it's not to say that there's not issues in every in every part of the world, but I don't think people realize how hard life can be in other areas at times. So I just, I think it's important to share these kind of stories because it may inspire some people to say, okay, maybe I don't have it so bad or people that have it bad, maybe that they see a way out now and they see that there's a, a path. And like Lauren said, I think it's such an important part that must have played such a huge role in what you've built. For sure. For sure. The resilience, everything that I, I've learned and I, I've been and spend my half of my life in Romania, obviously, it got me to, to be where I am today. So when you first come here, do you remember anything that stood out as just being... Of course I remember like, what everything. Are things, <laughs> what are the things that you were maybe, I don't know, shocked by or surprised by or just... First of all, I love the weather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the palm trees and the weather. I was very surprised and, and I love the fact that you could have as many jobs as you want mm -hmm. and you could work and you could prove that you could do something. It was very difficult for me because I didn't speak the language and it was very challenging, very. I think was probably the most challenging part of my, my being here at the beginning. 
I didn't know too, much, too many people. My family, I had a huge family in Romania and everybody was there. I, they were part of my life. And I came here not knowing too many people. It was very difficult. That part was very difficult. But I felt so encouraged. I remember I walked into a supermarket and I couldn't believe how, how many fruit and vegetables were there and how the meat was there. Remember, I came in the time where people had to wait from 12 o'clock at night until maybe the next day at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon for a chicken. And sometimes wow. the chicken will be finished before was your, your turn. And to walk in a store and see the abundance of everything, it was incredible. I will never forget that. Well, I think this is exactly like why we're asking you these questions. So my point earlier is like, I think people take for granted sometimes the abundance here, right? And they take for granted because they were born here. Yes. If I was born here, I would do the same thing. Yeah, it's no, it's no fault, but it's, <laughs> no. I, I think... You have a responsibility, or we have a responsibility as people to make ourselves less ignorant as we grow older, right? And so it's becoming aware of these things. And I, I think sometimes people have a myopic view of the world and they don't take a, a grander view of the world and, or a broader view. And I think it's important to do so, so that you can recognize sure. opportunities. I think it's very good when you are young, when you are in college, you should take a trip for a month and live in a country. Then you understand what you have here. I think it's very important. People should travel. People should spend some time, not as a tourist, it's like live somewhere on the budget as much as for a few days at least. <laughs> when you were in Romania, what job were you doing there? So my mother, my parents had a tailor shop and my mother, I used to work with my mother, I used to do design the clothes for her and help her to run the business because she had employees and I was working with my mother. I knew you were going to say something artistic. <laughs> it's it's interesting though cuz your yes are so artistic but also there's a business sense. So yes, that makes yes. it's a mixture, a medley of the two. Oh, for That's sure. why I wanted to know how this how how this is being pulled through. Did you know when you moved here that you wanted to do anything like this or was this not even in your sight? No, never. I never thought I would work in beauty business, how it started. So I went and I studied construction engineering and technical. I, I studied five years technical design. I was very good at drawing and I start working with my mother, helping her to run her business. My mother, I think, was probably the most incredible person that understood marketing, understood how to, to create a business in a place where you are not allowed to have your own business. But she was so good at what she was doing that she started making clothes for wives of the, the um, head of communists. So, it, oh, so it, if you keep the wife happy, everybody... Everybody yeah, was yeah, yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Like you said, you had to be resourceful you had to be to find ways to to survive because my father died when I was 12 so she took me next to her one night and she said you know you have to help me because we need to survive this 
we have the house. We have to keep the house. We, you need to help me. And I said, Mom, I'm 12. I don't know anything about business. Like, you are smart. I'm going to teach you everything. So I used to do my homework between sewing machines, watching the, um, the girls that worked for her while she was doing her business. And, and I think that was, for me, almost like a training without even thinking, without sure. even knowing that I will learn the steps. So at what point did you realize that you wanted to go into beauty when you were in the United States? So, so when, I, when my husband left, he came here and he said, you know, I think you will have a very hard time because you don't speak the language. I suggest you should go to beauty school because there are so many Romanians and Eastern European that are aestheticians. They are all teachers, um, engineers, but they are aestheticians because it's, you don't need to speak perfect English. And I went to school there. It's like two years school. In Romania, the aesthetician school is a little bit more elaborate. It's almost like a college. When I came here, I already had the license. And I, I still didn't believe that I'm going to be working in the beauty business. The reason why I got the job in a salon was because my husband, with an international license, couldn't get a job because he was not American citizen. Hmm. So, so even though they gave him political asylum, they yes. would not, he was not no, able to. It's, it's normal. You, you get the green card mm-hmm. and you need to, to wait five years to get your citizenship. Oh, so during that five-year period, what do you do? You, just have to, you can't work? You, you could get other jobs, but not as, not as a captain, ship captain. Sure. Okay. Okay. I get what you're saying. He, uh-huh. he couldn't pursue his, what his he was doing career. Before. Yes. Okay. Okay. I yes. got it. I got a job. I met a Romanian lady that was pregnant and she was working in the salon. And she asked me if I, during her time off, three months, if I want to work there, when she will come back, I, I had to leave. So, of course, it was exciting for me to learn, to have some experience for three months. Even so, I was unhappy. I still miss my family. I thought I would go back. And was your husband the only? Wow, you thought you would go back? Oh yes. So who? Oh, yeah. So who? Even your after all that turmoil that you experienced, yes. you missed your family so much so that you much. thought you would go back. Not only miss my family, but I felt like, oh my God, I, I don't speak the language. I mean, I I can't I can't do anything here. Did you learn the language by just being around around it? My clients, yeah. And when you were when you started your esthetician, you said you took over for three months. Or is this facials? Is this eyebrows? What yes. is this? Everything. No, it was facial, body wax. Well, nobody was doing eyebrows at that time, but was facial and body waxing is what and makeup. I've heard some people that come from communist regimes or communist countries uh-huh. come here and sometimes get overwhelmed because it is so, there's so much optionality here. It's so uncertain. Yes. There's so much going on where correct in those other places, it. it's almost, it's a little bit, you know, even though you don't have as much opportunity, it's certain, right? Yes. You wake up every day and it's kind of laid out. Yeah. Did you feel the same way? It was overwhelming. Of course. Of course. Yes. Because just because you feel. Too much feel, stimulation, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I cannot even, I don't know. I, I couldn't find I, I believed at that time that I will not be able to to do something here. Even so, I dreamt so much to come here. 
Yeah, wow. I think it's a novel yeah. concept, I think, if you were born here to think like that, but it makes a ton of sense if you kind of have your life set up in a way where you know exactly what to expect. And then you come here and you have no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. And the state's maybe not doing, you know, they're not going to basically set up your life. It's like, you know, you, you got to like go make it you for yourself. on your own. You have to do what you have to do. And so did you feel that way in the beginning? I, I felt so overwhelmed. I felt like this, I, I, I couldn't do it. I thought this is way more difficult than I thought. Yeah, and then imagine your support system, which is your family, is all in another yes, place. I think that played a very big role for me. My support system, my family wasn't with me. So When did you start to notice momentum in your career? Two years after being in that salon. I mean, they kept me after the girl came back because I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to be here. In my mind was that I'm going to go back to Romania, but let me do the best what I'm here. The owners loved me so much because I was trying to learn from them. I mean, I was an esthetician, but I was like their assistant. I will clean their station. I will cut the strips because I wanted to learn from them how they are doing the business. I thought, I want to learn. I need to learn. Even if I will be here for a year or two, I need to learn everything. And after a year and a half, I um, decide to to go to the owner and say, hey, you know, uh, I think we should do eyebrows here because in Romania, I used myself to go to get my facials and the esthetician used to tweeze my eyebrows. Even so, I thought my eyebrows look very thin and round because that was the the fashion in the 80s. We should do eyebrows. I, I mean, I study golden ratio, the Leonardo da Vinci theory, and I went to the library because we didn't have a computer, so my, we needed to go there. I went to the library and I kind of tried to figure out how you apply the golden ratio. Can you explain to, the oh, yeah, hold, on, hold on. Does Michael have the golden ratio? <laughs> <laughs> what is the golden ratio? You tell him the golden ratio. The golden ratio, it's a formula okay. that the, the, will apply to a certain part, especially on our face brings balance and proportion. So the the whole sh- should be part in two and the, the second part should be bigger than the, the third part. So what I'm saying here is this. So it's a mathematical formula that when you, if you look at Leonardo da Vinci theory, he has the entire body, the face, except the eyebrows. He never, he never talked about the eyebrows. And going to the library, I was able to kind of try to fix my own eyebrows using the golden ratio. But I have a couple questions mm-hmm. about this. When when you just showed me the measurement, yes. you drew it out. Mm-hmm. Is there a certain beauty standard that your eyes should be a certain separation? And you're, like, can you explain that part? Uh, I, if I we think... go into that, we'll spend the entire podcast only on that. Maybe we should have that. Thing because too. do you look at someone and can you see like so so? Uh, so, so to to summarize this, uh, applying to the eyebrows and to the face is above middle of inside of the nostril. Your eyebrow should start there, outside corner of the nose, corner of the eyes. This line should that ends in the eyebrow should be the end of your eyebrows and tip of your nose, middle of the iris. This should be the highest part of your eyebrows. Uh, now there will be though. standard deviation. If your nose bridge is wider and your eye, obviously the, the 
from the hairline, we have five eyes here, the size of five eyes. So if you have very big eyes, obviously the, the space between the eyes is bigger, the nose bridge is bigger. So you bring the eyebrow a little bit closer. If you have thinner nose bridge, the eyes are a little bit more close up, then you go a little bit wider. So that's standard deviation. But all put together, the eyebrow always, 99% should start above middle of inside of the did nose. You, did you invent that, what you just said? Yes. Okay, yes. because I've heard that from... I patent. So, you patent it. I, yes. didn't, I didn't know that. that yes. That's a big deal, Michael, because every single eyebrow person uses what she just she, said. Yes. I've gotten my eyebrows waxed yes. a lot. They do that on me. Correct. And uh, my eyebrows are a little short right now, Anastasia, because I shaved the ends. We can talk <laughs> okay. about it later. But, <laughs> but maybe you're not saying there. essentially you can help accommodate the golden ratio by manipulating mm -hmm. the eyebrows. Com completely. Okay. Eyebrows is See, the most along. important feature on our face that creates balance and proportion because... For because you can't change your nose or your actual eyes, correct. but you can change the eyebrows. Yes, well, you and, can change your nose. And by oh. changing the eyebrow shape, you create even bigger, better um, harmony within your face because from the hairline to the eyebrow, base of the nose to the chin, those three zones should be equal. I mean, if you, I mean, I studied Leonardo da Vinci theory that he used on the human body and especially the face many times, and you could go and you could see everywhere, but in every of his books. But by doing eyebrow correctly based on my pattern technique, you are able to create those three zones. So if, for instance, myself, I have a very big upper lid, yes? I tweeze a lot in, in the 80s. My esthetician used to tweeze very much here because the, sh the shape of the eyebrow, that fashionable shape was thin and round. What that did created way too much space here. So zone number two was too big, minimized zone number one, and zone number three was good. So what so you're saying what is your face out of harmony. Was out of harmony. So by filling in lower to create that perfect balance and the three zones equal, following my technique where the eyebrow should end, should... Uh, and should begin, you are able to create a, a harmony. Like if my zone number two is too big, make my face too long. How's you know? Michael's zone number so two? So the golden it's ratio. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. Is it really perfect? So the golden ratio is <laughs> yes. what Da Vinci classifies as what you want to have the most attractive face possible yes. from a ratio standpoint. Correct. Correct. So because if the, a plastic the, surgeon should use the golden ratio when they're performing plastic surgery, I'm right? sure there are a lot of doctors that do that. Because if you use the golden ratio on the face, it creates a, a harmony and the human eye is encoded to recognize that. You, I mean, you will see people that, I don't know, they don't have the perfect nose or the perfect eyes or the perfect, but because they are in harmony, you perceive as beautiful. I got the cutest baby blue Celine wallet on eBay. And why I shop for handbags and wallets and coin purses on eBay is because eBay has an authenticity guarantee, and this protects buyers from fakes. So you know when you order something, you're getting the real deal. They really want buyers to have confidence in knowing that their purchases are backed. 
I am so about this. I have gotten faked over by sites and with eBay, you'll never get faked over again. The service currently covers items across sneakers, watches, handbags, jewelry, and streetwear. They also have fashion. I'm a huge fan of always checking up on the handbag section. You should know that any item with a blue authenticity guarantee check mark is guaranteed to be the real deal. So it's sent to an authentication team who personally inspects the items and then checks it against the listing and authenticates it. For handbags, they have like the best brands. They have Louis Vuitton, Gucci, St. Laurent, Dior, Prada, Fendi, Bottega, Goyard, Celine. I have scored something Celine on there. I've gotten a Prada bag on there. They also have really cute St. Laurent situations. And then, of course, Prada has amazing purses. If you're into jewelry, they have like Tiffany and Van Cleef, which we love. So ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Every single morning I have my ice water and every single morning I jazz it up, okay? And one of the things I do to jazz up my water is chlorophyll. I have been using chlorophyll forever. Actually, a Skinny Confidential member told me about it for altitude sickness. And after implementing it into my routine, I've never looked back. It's such an easy way to have glowing skin, boost your energy, and it's even good for circulation. And the brand that I use is by Saqqara. I add the beauty drops sometimes to my water too, and those are minerals. Additionally, if you're looking for ready-to-eat meals that are plant-rich, they deliver the most amazing meals ready-to-eat to your door. Everything is designed to manage weight, ease bloat, and keep your energy levels high. So go on the site, check out their meals. They're legit. And then also grab those drops. Sakara brings expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their science-backed, ready-to-eat meals deliver results you can see and feel. From weight management to easing bloat to even boosting energy and clearer skin, they got you covered. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off your first order. You're going to go to sakara.com slash skinny or enter code skinny at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash skinny. You get 20% off your order. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash skinny to get 20% off your first order. sakara.com slash skinny. So what are you waiting for? We spend so much time talking about proper supplementation and all the different vitamins and minerals that we take. But what about our little ones, our children, the people that are most precious to us in our life? This is why Lauren and I love our partner, Haya Health, so much. Zaza every single morning asks for it's either yellow, green, or pink. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk growing kids should never eat. That's why Hyo has created the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. Zaza has this every morning, and as soon as Talon is able to chew, he will have it as well. This is a perfect way for kids to get all of their vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. It's an incredible product and the kids love it. And it's super healthy and clean. It's also non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. 
Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about in a world where we're worrying about so much. So check it out. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com skinny. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash skinny and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Again, that's HayaHealth.com slash skinny to receive 50% off your first order. There's a popular, really popular podcaster named Andrew Huberman, who's a friend of the show, and he was saying that the human eyes are, you know, we're programmed to recognize this yes. kind of face. And so sometimes even like, again, no judgment, but people mm-hmm. that tattoo their face yes. or they put something here or here, it it throws off how we're able to perceive that face from an attract, like, I don't want to say we view it as ugly, but yes. it just throws off what we're programmed mm-hmm. to look for in a face. Right. And so yeah. it's hard to recognize it. Mm-hmm. So if someone's looking to see if they have the golden ratio, is there actual like measurements that they can do yeah. on themselves? Yes. So the first you, you do from the hairline to the eyebrow, base of the nose and chin, those three zones should be equal. And then you do the measurement for the, for the eyebrows above, middle of inside of the nostril. That should be the beginning of your eyebrow outside corner of the nose, corner of the eyes should be the end tip of your nose, middle of the iris, this should be the highest part. Now, on this diagonal, to make sure it's not too high or too low, you have the iris here, and you need, an, on the diagonal, you need another iris, an imaginary iris, to understand where the eyebrow should be placed. For people that, that needs li- to be a TikTok. Yeah. That's a TikTok. No, I'm serious. People will love <laughs> that. Pull that. For people that are listening, you should go watch the video version. Yeah, if you, you should go see watch YouTube. Yeah. I have a question. Out of yes. every, this is a little tangent. Mm-hmm. We're going to go back to what you were saying. Out of every celebrity that you've worked on, you've worked mm-hmm. on a lot. Who has the most golden ratio-ish face you've ever seen? All my clients have the <laughs> perfect. <laughs> going to get her in some trouble here. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> but. That'll be the headline of the episode. Isn't there one but celebrity, my, though, that just has it? My my goal always was to create the perfect eyebrow for my clients. So you look at Jennifer Lopez. She has the most beautiful face. Her eyebrow is thick. That brings the perfect balance and proportion with her face. Okay? If her eyebrow will be thin, will 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 not be as perfect. She has beautiful face. Oprah Winfrey. She has gorgeous, thick, gorgeous eyebrows because her measurements, if you look, it fills not only you need to fill, I created the stencil, you need to fill that space, but you need to follow the natural eyebrow shape. And you have these stencils. If anyone's listening, you have yes. these stencils where you can get the perfect eyebrow shape, which is genius. You will have a guideline to know exactly where your eyebrow. So after you did the three marks, then you put you connect this number one here. You keep this parallel to the ground, and you fill in with eyebrows. Which with one would powder. you use on me, or does can I pick? On you, sh- I will use full arch. Full arch, because you have beautiful thick eyebrows. Full arch. I love your eyebrows. Okay, I need to. I need mm-hmm. to. Yeah. So I think I I shaved the ends a little too much. Yes. Do you That's see it okay. a little bit too much right I here? See. Yeah. <laughs> of course I see. Of course I see. So you would fill in the ends a little bit more for me. Yes, and I will. Try to grow a little bit more lower because you 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 went too much here. Okay. So you, it will be really great if you could grow one row 
below and okay. then you lower the eyebrow a little so bit. you would grow, have me grow one yes. i'm not going to touch do my you, eyebrows do you have an issue in life now when you meet people you just go straight in on the eyebrows and oh, them that? Like, of course i used to go with Did my daughter that? to the supermarket and uh, i mean i couldn't take my eyes if the the lady will have a wrong eyebrow and i would say wow but you should do it. and and my daughter is mom please you embarrass me don't do this don't <laughs> Of you know course. what I call a, mm. an eyebrow like that? A tadpole eyebrow, like a tadpole yes. that you want. You want to mm-hmm. grow a little bit more. I used to have tadpole eyebrows in high school. Like you yeah. overpluck them too much. No, like our our <laughs> friend, Dr. Diamond, he comes on here and it's like when he's talking to that guy, all he's like just scanning your face because yeah, all he, he goes, does all day is work on faces. He's just like, it's like a robot. Scanning uh, Michael's face. eyebrows are good, though. Yes. You wouldn't do anything. A little bit, but mm. I'm not going to talk right now. <laughs> Listen, I'm a This is after work. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So go back to, you discover, you go to the library, you're looking at Leonardo yes. da Vinci's stuff. Then what happened? So the, the owner didn't believe that we could charge enough to the eyebrows to make it work, to be worth it. Because at the beginning, it used to take me like 40 minutes to do eyebrows or 30 minutes. And I really believed so much in eyebrows because every client will come after I fix my own eyebrow and they will say, wow, you look different. You look rested. What did you do? You look different. And I start doing their eyebrows and I could see the difference. And to make the story short, the owner didn't believe in it. And I decided to open my own business. Uh, I rented a room in a salon in Beverly Hills. My husband still didn't have a job, so it was kind of crazy. But I really believed in, and I thought, you know, that's why I came to America. We, we have to do crazy things. We have to, to take myself out of the control, the, the comfort zone, because I was making, you know, I don't even remember, like 2000 a month at that time. And with my tips and, you know, but that wasn't why I came here. You know, I wanted to do more. I constantly, I wanted to do more. The sacrifices that I made to, and I left Romania and I went through that. I wanted to do much more. I rented the room and from 92 to 96, I worked there. It was kind of scary because I didn't have too many clients, but was across this the room was across the street from Neiman Marcus and I used to go there and invite all the makeup artists I would used to do eyebrow for free and facials and body waxing and they would send me clients I built my clientele and by 96 I was so busy working seven days a week and I decided to open a salon because I, to fill in eyebrows, I used to to mix like some eyeshadow with Vaseline and aloe vera because I didn't have, there were no products for eyebrows. My clients used to come back for their service and they would say, well, Anastasia, my eyebrow looks great when I leave your place. But then after I take a shower, I need that thing that you fill in my eyebrows. So I, I realized I need to make products. So everything was very organic, you know. It was a need that the client had. I wanted them to look the best. To I loved my clients. I had, I had so many incredible women that they follow me. They used to come every three weeks. They encourage me. They, they teach me everything. If I had a question, because remember, I came here and I stayed in a room and worked nonstop. 
I didn't have time to do anything and go anywhere. Anything that I, I used to ask them, like, I, I don't know too much. I want you to teach me. I don't speak the language. Can you teach me? Can you can you make sure you correct me? Can you make sure you tell me this? How to write a check? I didn't know how to write a check. I didn't have a credit card. I went to the bank and begged them to give me a credit card. They didn't want it to give me because I didn't have, nobody in my family had a, a history. A history, yeah. yes. And I went to the manager and I said, look, I'm not going to leave the place. It was Wells Fargo in Beverly Hills. Like you have to, I'm an immigrant. Like how, I, I can't have a history and you, you need to give me a chance. Give me $500. I'm not going to leave this place if you don't give me in. Of course he did. He gave me. So, this is so interesting to me because I've been getting my eyebrows waxed since I was in high school. But if you ask me to think before that, I can't remember any places I'm from San Diego that were doing what you did. So you sort of, I mean, I invented fair, eyebrows that you invented. Yeah. That is crazy. Yes. Like it is such a thing now to go get your eyebrows done. That is so crazy. That story you really did, though, because I yeah. remember being in seventh and eighth grade and doing them myself at home and they looked like mm -hmm. little tadpoles and I didn't know what I was doing. There was no eyebrow place to go. You're right. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. So at what point do you get your first celebrity client and realize, oh, oh my God. I, I used to get my celebrity when I was on Melrose Place at Giovanna Utah. My first client was Cindy Crawford. Wow. And all the supermodels. Especially yeah. for eyebrows. God, she she was eyebrows. She was the most gorgeous. Oh, my God. All of them. Naomi Campbell, Stephanie Samard. They were my clients for facials and body waxing. So I've been so lucky to get the support of my everyday clients, but the validation from my celebrity clients. Because I, it was very important for me to, to understand that celebrities are very professional. They work with best of the best in the business. So they understand, their eye is so encoded, they understand when something is good, when you are good in what you do. They have taste. You master. It's not about taste. I think they, working with so many people, you develop a quality of understanding exactly. You are a good hairstylist or you are a mediocre you hairstylist. You get exposed to the you, best in their the crafts. Be Correct. And you can recognize and quickly rec when someone's not. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. So they were, from early times, a lot of celebrity that once I start doing their eyebrows, they will come always and and I shaped their eyebrows some of the most incredible actresses and supermodels and TV personalities and they validated my work. They supported me. They I'm actually I celebrated twenty fifth anniversary and it was such a testament of of my work and how much they believed in me and they they celebrated my 25th anniversary i'm forever grateful for them and all my clients it was but was a desire in all my career i wanted to make my client look the best it was of course i wanted to build a business but that was not the priority for me i wanted to be the best a mass to master my craft that was my first 
think in mind. And I wanted my client to look beautiful and feel confident. And because what makes you beautiful makes you powerful. It, it is very important. Men and women, I, I think everybody is, we are all the same. Yeah, I think, you know, we've had a lot of successful people on the show and a common denominator for a lot of those people is they didn't start with the focus of just making money. They no. started because they have yes. a passion to do something. And I think the rest of it, not that it's easy, but it follows yes. in an easier way if you're excited about what you're doing and if you want to provide value to a client or a customer or whatever. I think the people that get in the most trouble are the ones that they start, I just need to make money for me. Yes. It's like, it's very short lived and very. it's hard. Yeah. I I agree with you. Michael. What were the first steps of really putting product out there? And I also would love to hear because I'm I'm sort of having this problem myself is how you went from doing the service mm-hmm. to the transition of becoming a full-blown businesswoman. I had to create products for my clients because I was shaping eyebrows and to fill them in to create the perfect shape. Very few people have the perfect. We all tweeze our eyebrows and or maybe you have a scar or maybe whatever. It, it's the the difficulty of having that perfect shape. So it, I needed to create products. So I created the products. I went to Italy and I started creating the products. Then Nordstrom, the, the buyers, they visited the salon and they wanted me to sell the products in uh, their stores. Remember, in 1999, I mean, I, every, you walked in my salon when paparazzi were not born yet. You walked in my salon in Beverly Hills, and you will see a line of people and, and women. Wow. They used to love them. You will see, I don't know how many celebrities. Everybody was there to get their beauty service. And I had in every single magazines, TV articles, and and I was on every daytime show talking about eyebrows, how important eyebrows were. So I did my own PR marketing, I should say. And then they approached me. They wanted to, to sell the products in Nordstrom. And this is how it started. I bought your product in Nordstrom's Nordstrom. now that you just said that. Your, yes. One of my first products was yes. brought, bought in Nordstrom's. Yes. We were like 12 when that was going yes. on. Fashion Valley, actually, we had the brow yep. studio. In that's, San Diego. That's well, where yes. it was. Yes. That's where it was. We had, uh, so I used to go during, um, during the week, I used to work in the salon. And in the weekends, I used to travel to um, different stores to to talk about the products to shape the client's eyebrows and and show them how to do their eyebrows because at that time early 20 2000 people didn't know like whoa do I do I need to use powder in my like in my eyebrows was something very new it was so new yes and I, I remember and it, maybe you still have it now but there was a palette that every single girl had it had a slide off it had a slide off thing that showed you different shapes of eyebrows and you opened it up like a book similar mm-hmm. to this. Yeah, it was a book. Yeah. yeah it and it had different five eye- steps brow kit. Yeah. And yes. I used to use your, it was a long, I, I now remember this uh-huh. now that we're talking about it. It yes. was a long, thin wood or pink or light something. Pink. It yes. was pink because our uh, packaging was pink at that time. Yes. And I used to use that little book. Yes. every And I probably did it wrong, but I tried. I tried to follow no, the steps myself. And then you also, I feel like I had your tweezers. I had yeah. your whole kit. 
Yeah, I had the tweezers yep. made in Italy. Yes. The best tweezer on the planet. So I, so and has your business that. been something that like blew up right away? Has it been a slow exponential build? How has the business gone since you launched it? So I launched in 2000 in Nordstrom's with Brow Studios. Then in 2007, I launched in Sephora and Ulta, slowly. And then in, 2000, um, in 2015, 16, we started expanding in, uh, internationally. So it was slow. It wasn't easy because I did it on my own. I used been to 20 do years. eyebrows, to and every money I will uh, I was making I will put back in the business. On on another hand, I used to flip homes. That was my part time job. I would buy a house, I would remodel the house, and then I will sell it two years later, and the money, the profit, I will put it in my business. So it was slow because I, I didn't, ha- until 2018, I didn't have any investing. No investment. I invest. think one of the smartest things, too, that you're saying, too, that is so cool is you found a space that no one was looking at, like a white space. You disrupted a category by coming in and, and, and really making a brand out of it. And you did, you looked where someone, no, no one was looking there. But that everyone needs. But that everyone needs. And, it, and it, it's really stood out. Correct. But there are advantages and disadvantages when you, you do that. First of all, nobody wanted to invest in me. I have friends that I used to beg them, like, come on, invest in my business because, like, eyebrows, I'm like, no, it's not such a big deal. We invest in big companies or big businesses. This is one thing. How do those people feel now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then... You have to do it on your own because you don't have the money. The bank doesn't give you a loan because what do you mean? Even the landlord that when I rented the space in Beverly Hills, he didn't want to rent me the space because he thought that doing eyebrows, I will not be able to pay the rent. So there are advantages and disadvantages when you are a disruptor. Yes, but you decided, and was this because of that, to expand out into makeup? Is that, is that the reason you decided to expand the whole line into makeup instead of just brows? Well, we expanded in uh, makeup in 2014. In 2012, my daughter that started working with me, she was traveling, so I used to take her with me every weekend. And, of course, complaining that she's uh, so young and she has to work during in, in the weekends. So when Instagram started, she came one night and for dinner and she said, Mom, I think this is a, a great app. We should have a presence there because we could upload, we could uh, put pictures and um, or video and we could promote our products and maybe we don't need to travel that much because it was very tiring to travel. So I, I, was, I was not really believing that much, but I said, of course, let's try it. We posted Browis after a few days. And, I, of course, we read every single comment. And was one comment that said, oh, I wish I could buy this, but because it's so easy, looks like it's easy. And, and I answered, I said, send me your address, I will ship you one. And she said, well, you can, because I live in a small village somewhere in India or somewhere in Pakistan or India, I can't remember exactly. So when that happened, I thought, whoa, 
I will never be able to reach this customer. But because of Instagram, you now can't. So then we we really push on Instagram, and it by 2014 were like unstoppable. And you have a huge Instagram presence yes. compared to other brands. Yes. 17 million Instagram followers. No, 19. We 19, have. excuse yes. me. That is, that is crazy. <laughs> Two million short long. So, right. so once we, we figure out that this is, we didn't have money to do advertising in the magazine. So nobody was looking at the Instagram at that time. And we start doing that, and and we we did actually. This was the first one. We sold out in two minutes. In two hours, we sold out the contouring kit, and slowly we start uh, introducing the makeup, and the rest is history. I recently just recorded a masterclass with Dr. Dennis Gross, and I got to pick his brain on all things lips. So here's what he said. He has this Facewear Pro LED device that I've been wearing forever. I wear it when I meditate for daily red light therapy. It's so easy to use on your face. But they just came out with a new device that targets the lips. So he totally recommended this. It's his new Lipwear Pro. And you put it on your lips. And basically what it does is boost collagen. This is amazing for preventative anti-aging on the lips, but also for plumping. So if you're looking for something to do in between lip filler treatments, or you just like don't want to get lip filler, this is an incredible alternative. He then pairs it with this amazing product that he created, and it's called Derm Infusions Plump and Repair Lip Treatment. I had the opportunity to test this out for a long time. And boy, oh boy, does it work. It like plumps the shit out of your lips. So he recommended using this in tandem with his new Lipwear Pro to boost the collagen and upgrade your lip care routine. If you want to take your beauty routines to the next level with immediate and long-term benefits, go to ddg.skin skinny. You can also click the link in description to shop my exclusive bundles featuring the new lip products and some of my other all-time favorites for up to 25% off. That's ddg.skin skinny. Our next partner, show sponsor, a longtime friend of the show, AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. We've had guys like Andrew Huberman come on the show. And one of the things that Andrew taught us is taking coffee first thing in the morning may not be the best way to start your day. So what we do now is we have our coffee 90 minutes or tea or matcha, 90 minutes after we wake to kind of give the body a reset. During that time, what we're primarily doing is hydrating, resting, getting our body right. And with that hydration, every Every single morning, first thing, because it doesn't break the fast, we're taking AG1. Here's what I love about AG1 so much. It gives you all of the wallop, all of the pack, all of the punch of so many different supplements, minerals, adaptogens, prebiotics, probiotics in one single scoop of green serving. Since 2010, they've improved their formula 52 times in the pursuit of making it the best foundational nutritional supplement possible through high quality ingredients and rigorous standards. If you're going to buy only one single supplement, this is the one to buy because it packs such a punch and has so much in it. 
This can be used to replace your multivitamin, your probiotic, and more. One simple drinkable habit, science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. And of course, we have an offer just for you, like always. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 in a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com skinny. That's drinkag1.com skinny. Check it out and be sure to start your morning right. This episode of The Skinny Confidential is brought to you by Poise Ultra Thins. After two kids, I've learned a lot about motherhood. I've learned tips and tricks through you guys, and this tip actually came through you. So if you're someone who experiences bladder leaks because one in two women over 20 do, then get rid of the period pads, okay? They're not designed for pee. You need an ultra thin pad. Enter Poise. These are designed specifically for pee, okay? So instead of putting a huge lumbering pad, you can just put a little Poise Ultra Thin. It fits and flexes with your body. I know a lot of moms had told me before I had a baby that when they jump on like a trampoline or they do a hard workout, that they'll have bladder leaks. And this is the answer. It's thin, it's comfortable, it's seamless, and it's not some, like I said, huge like period pad. We don't want that. (laughs) I know as a mom, it's really important to enjoy the little moments with your kids And Poise Ultra Thins provides protection so you can cherish those precious moments worry-free. If I'm using an Ultra Thin, I personally like it with wings because I feel like it wraps around the underwear and grips the underwear so it's not moving around. And these ones are super, super thin, so they're not going to get in the way. If you're looking for something with bladder leaks or maybe you have a friend that's like embarrassed to ask about it, tell them about Poise Ultra Thins. It takes poise. Learn more at poise.com. That's poise.com. One thing that you also invented is the lip cheat, right? You invented that with the overlining the lips. Yes. Explain that to Michael so he doesn't think I'm crazy. Listen, I've been doing a really good job but of keeping up here. We're going to lose me No, in the a lip cheat has to do with the golden ratio, right? Yes. I mean, we had so many ways of explaining the clients how you could create the perfect proportion with your face. You, if, if the space here, so this is, again, it's a, it's a file for pattern as well, where you, how you do the contouring, where you do the cheeks, where you do the highlighting. So part of our brand was at the beginning and was because was the nature of the product, eyebrow. Nobody knew how to fill in eyebrows with powder. Not only I will create a product, but I had to educate exactly how to use it. Not only the team, my team, but the the customer. So every product that we will create will do the education. And uh, contouring, this contouring, not that contouring didn't exist before we launched this, but we were the first one to put the the contour and highlighting colors and kind of do tutorial on Instagram, how to use it, where to use it, where you use the blush, where you use the highlighter. When we create the highlighter, you use the highlighter where the light hits the the most prominent part of your bones on the face. That will create bigger cheekbones. You narrow the, you put the highlighter on the, where your nose bridge is and you contour here, you create any shape of nose you want. So makeup in my book is 
you create a makeup that will will you you ha- use the makeup to create the perfect balance and proportion with your face. You use the contour, the darker color, to minimize certain feature of your face. You use lighter color to emphasize certain feature of your face. So by using correctly and blending very well, you are able to transform yourself the way you like. That's pretty smart. I think it's so genius that you mixed education with it, too. It had to. It had to be that way. Here I am just rolling out of the shower and hitting the moisture. <laughs> so annoying. That's not true. He has a 10-step skincare routine. Don't let it He should. I'm learning now. That's I, why you have such a great skin. He just so used much. colostrum on his face yeah. this morning. So yeah. don't let him fool yeah, yeah. you. Well, I get to have people like you on the show and they tell that you should have seen me before. Uh, before the show started, oh my great. God, I couldn't even you know what? the light. I think we all have to learn. I am still learning. I want to learn. I'm, I'm, I want to absorb everything from everyone. I think it's very important to keep learning. Is that probably some of your best business advice that you would give our audience? Absolutely. And and don't be afraid to say, you know what? I don't know. I, I want to learn. I don't know. I mean, the main reason we started this, and I say it all the time, is we get to learn a little earlier, obviously sitting in person. But mm-hmm. the whole point that we, the reason we started this was to learn, right? Because Absolutely. we want to find the best people in the best fields and get the, the greatest information possible out of them. And I think another advice that I could give everyone is try to focus to become the best in what you do. Master your craft is the most important thing. Once you do that, it's going to be so much easier to achieve what you want to achieve. Speaking of uh, Da Vinci, have you ever read Robert Greene's book, Mastery? No, it reminds me of you. Yeah, outlier. I, I, yeah, I there's a there's a book, it. and he he's the author's been oh. on this show. He wrote that book, really? the Forty Eight Laws of Power and Laws of Seduction. It's yes. a famous book, but the uh-huh. one one book he has is called Mastery, and it's exactly what you're talking about, which is focusing on one thing and becoming a master. Mm-hmm. And he references Da Vinci a lot in the book. Mm-hmm. You might like that book. Yes, Mastery. I will definitely. It's not it. like this whole episode sounds like she wrote it. I mean, really, it's very similar. It's it's you've literally mastered but what you set out to the master. The whole point in the book, though, is that it takes so much time to become a master but if you do yes you can set your life up for such tremendous success correct it's just most people don't want to put in the time what is your day-to-day look like now that you have this massive empire i mean i like to keep myself busy um what time do you like I to wake, wake up? up tell us your morning Seven thirty. okay i have one uh, espresso no sugar and the first thing i grab my phone i check my emails instagram then I work out. Then I have small breakfast, easy, because I need to take my vitamins. And then I'm zoomed out until maybe lunch. I will have a short time to, to grab something to eat. And then again, zooms until like five-ish, six. So it's a lot of building behind the scenes. Yes. I, I still... I, today, I, I mean, I came right before I came. I had to approve some uh, batches of deep brow. I still approve all the eyebrow products. I was going to ask you that. Do, are you really hands-on with the yes. product? My daughter approves all the, and both of us, but all the makeup. I approve all the, um, the eyebrow products because every batch is different. Like, for instance, and I, I keep telling why I'm so involved and why I have to do this. Because to create a product, for instance, this product, this is an auburn color for red hair. 
when the factory uses exactly the same formula that we established, we have standards, yes, but they will buy raw materials. When you buy raw materials to make all the makeup products are from the soil. You buy red, you buy yellow, you buy black, the primary colors. So if you buy the red from a different vendor that you bought last time, the red could have a different hues, different tones, could have a little blue or a little more orange. So when they mixed here, the same amount of red, the color is different. Or the wax or other components that, that create the texture of the product. They could buy from different vendors. And this is what changes the formula, the product. So you have to make sure we have the standard. We keep it. I try it. I go to the salon. I try it on the girls or more people. And I approve or disapprove. Or I would say, hey, reduce red, put more black or whatever, yellow, or what needs to be adjusted. If our audience was to start with one product of yours, what is something you're most proud of that you think is universal that everyone will like? I think BrowWiz is one of those products that is easy to use. You don't. You could be a, a savvy makeup artist or you could be a beginner. This is a great product to, to have it. And it's, it's like a brow pencil with the little spoolie yes. on the end. It's very detailed. You need to to not put too much pressure. When you do eyebrow, you don't need to put too much pressure. Huh. Yes. I might be putting too much pressure. Yeah, you don't need to put too much pressure. Just a little bit and slightly. You apply it and you blend. That's why every product that I have, you have the application pencil and you have the brush. On the brushes to for the deep brow or for the powder, again, you have the applicator and you have the brush. The key of a great-looking eyebrows is to blend, to create more natural look. And you always have to use kind of a two colors, ideally, because you want to create a 3D effect. So you, you use one lighter color, one shade lighter than your hair okay. to create the base, which you want to mimic a, a full eyebrows which the hair, your natural hair, gives you a shadow on your skin. So by picking a light, one shade lighter color than your eyebrow, you create that shadow of a natural eyebrow, full natural eyebrow. And then with the one shade darker, you could create hair strokes. And you could do that with many products. With which color brow. should I get? What are the two colors I should get? Since well, I, have I will use a soft brown as a base okay. for you. And I don't know, are you heavy handed or you are soft handed? Heavy handed. So I want, I, you just said to so go softer. All my bruises? So yes. now I'm going to go softer. Yes. You, it's very important. Like this is ebony. You could go this or you could go this. Eyebrows should always, when you do, you see? Soft handed. Okay. Very soft handed. So do ebony, soft handed, and soft brown. Oh, no, not ebony no. for you. you. Okay. No. Soft brown, soft brown. What do you like to use as a hair strokes? Like how do I how do I brush them? No, how you create hair stroke? This is that's that's a pen, right? A yes, little pen. This is a pen. So I will I will use soft brown okay. as a base. Okay. To create the and then I will use this. That's so, so cool. This is how you do it. I've never tried that one. That one's cool. Oh, this that's is the best. You you have to you need a Kleenex. You clean it. You shake so it. So we got Kleenex back you there. You clean it. No, it's okay. Sure he does. So. 
and then the oh that's cool do you see taylor you have to you guys have to go watch this on youtube this is so cool you see? wow that looks like real little hairs exactly oh my gosh yeah i feel so lucky and grateful to have my eyebrows done by you you really are the queen of eyebrows it makes such a difference on the temples i'm gonna take thank you a selfie and post it on instagram you guys can watch this on youtube can we do a code for our audience of course. Okay. Can do they? What do they get the whole site off? Is it twenty percent off the whole site, or is it just certain things? Yeah, they could get twenty percent. Amazing. Can we use code Skinny for the whole site? Of course, we could talk with our team and uh, yeah, okay. Skinny. You, that's a good code, actually. That's the code we use for everything. Skinny <laughs> yes. confidential. You remember pod. it because they use it for everything. Yeah. You guys can use code Skinny on what's the website? Anastasia Beverly Hills. Amazing. That is so generous. I personally, you guys, if you're looking to upgrade your brows, would recommend the Brow Wiz, the Brow Pen, and the Clear Brow Gel. That's what I would recommend starting with. And Michael yes. would recommend the Brow Freeze. It, for men, is great. For men, it's amazing. Honestly, everyone should just buy it for their husband, just a little yes. nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Where can everyone find you on Instagram? Where can they find you personally to say hi? So my personal Instagram, it's Anastasia Suare, okay. S-O-A-R-E, the last name. And the business is Anastasia Beverly Hills. That's our Instagram. And I recommend if you get the products, watch videos. We have so many videos on Instagram and you could learn how to apply it the best way. Amazing. And you guys said we could do a giveaway. Can we give away my favorites? My of favorite course. products? Okay. All you guys have to do is follow at Anastasia Beverly Hills on Instagram and tell us your favorite takeaway. There were so many of this podcast on my latest post at Lauren Bostick. Thank you for coming on. I learned so much in this episode. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Thank you to Michael and Lauren. Yes. They have perfect eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs>